The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Well, no news is good news. Not really. I think there should be more news coming out of Alameda. And I'm going to tell you why. And a couple more tidbits that are kind of flipping me out. This Mike Silva guy. It's silver, not Silva. Mike Silver from Yahoo Sports. Yeah. That on show 332. All right, on today's show, we will have Reggie, don't be a veggie. Let's hire a coach. Let's get someone with a name. I'm not liking the coaching search right now. I think it's pretty pathetic. Also, the new stadium project slated for Oakland. Pipe dream? I think so. And also, the bone line will hit on that. There's not much news in the Raider land, but uh, we got to make it happen, Captain, because the Raider Nation needs to be informed. All right, let's get to it. Reggie, don't be no veggie. Cadillac, number one with a bullet, I'm a power pack. Yes, I'm in a band with a gang. They're going to have to catch me if they want me to hang. Because I'm back on the track and I'm beating the flag. Nobody's going to get me on another rap, so just look at me now. I'm just making a play. When Reggie McKenzie had his press conference, his coming out, as it were, a couple things happened. He talked about firing Hugh Jackson. The legacy of the Raiders is steeped in tradition. But with all things, there comes a time when change is necessary. And for the Raiders, the time is now. I informed Coach Hugh Jackson that he was relieved of his head coaching duties. Uh, Reggie, congratulations and welcome. Rick Tittle, 95-7 the game. Did you consider giving Hugh... um, one year to prove himself, kind of like Holmgren did with Mangini, or when you came in, no matter who the guy was, even if the Raiders had gone to the playoffs, you're going to bring in your guy? Within the uh, last couple of days, the decision was made. The decision was made before I came in this morning. Yes. I followed and I researched Coach Jackson and the Raiders this season this year. So my decision was made prior to this morning. Everything is based on performance number one, but I go with my gut a lot, okay? So when it's time to make the final call, my gut's going to tell me one thing. When I met, interviewed with uh, Mr. Davis, Mark told me the general manager will have the power to hire and fire the coach. And recently I let him know that I would like to move on from Coach Jackson and begin my search for a new coach. And he was okay with that. I just signed the contract. So informing Coach Jackson prior to the day was not going to happen because I had no authority. What I'm trying to find out then, can anyone pinpoint why Hugh Jackson was let go? Can anybody pinpoint why Hugh Hugh Jackson Jackson was let go? go. Ask the man that let him go. You know, know, right from the beginning, I, I said I'm not going to go 
in the details of point by point of uh, what he did and what he didn't do. This, this decision centered around my wanting to bring my own guy in. Okay? That, that's, that's the main point. Now, if Hugh would have finished 7-0 and down the stretch and they made the playoff, of course that would have played a, a, a role. But you look into every dynamic, the way the team was uh, failing at the end, you just don't look at one different point, uh, you know, injuries, this and that, but it's just the way things went. It, it was, you know, it had nothing to do with the press conference and, you know, that didn't matter to me. You know, everybody says things they wish they'd taken back. I said a lot of things I wish I hadn't said. But that's not going to make my determination. You know, it's what do we want to do, how we want to move forward. And when you're moving forward, you know, from the top, you got a head coach. I want to bring my guy in. And, and Mark was okay with that. Period. And the short list of coaches that he uh, he presumed everyone would kind of have an idea of who it was going to be. We thought it was going to be Moss. A couple other names popped up. I would not name names until absolutely need. The search will begin immediately, and we would start the interview process. I have my short list. The next coach will be a coach that we all feel that will lead us to our ultimate goal, and that is winning championships. Offense or defensive coordinator types really will play no influence. The number one is he can lead, motivate, and move our players and our team to victories. It will not matter if he's been a head coach or not. And then are you on a specific deadline that you want to have a head coach in, or do you have to wait for the Super Bowl to be done before you can really do your due diligence in that in that aspect. It's my way. I would like sooner, but if I have to wait, I'll wait. I'm I'm gonna work my tail off to hire the best coach, the best fit, and that's that's all that's gonna matter right now. But we that will start now, and uh, however long it takes, that's how long it would take. But we are we want to get the right guy. And then of course he went on with his. Uh, rant about how he's going to make the team better, blah, 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 blah. We've heard it all before. Tim Calcomi, San Jose American News again. Reggie, uh, the Raiders have one of the thinnest personnel departments, football operations, I think just personnel-wise. Do you Have you been empowered? Do you plan to make a series of hires here? What what do you see a director of football operations, the, those layers that certainly that the Packers had? Well, I am aware of those types of things. But the thing is, I'm going to evaluate the situation, evaluate what we have, and move from there. There will be no quick decisions at all. Because the last thing I would want is to let go someone, and he turns out to be a, a Pro Bowl type player. You know, that, that's you know, mistakes that happen. They happen on uh, because of haste, and I don't want to act in haste. So. We'll evaluate all our personnel, and then when the time comes, when it's time to make a move, if we have to, we will. But we're going to improve every aspect of this organization, from players, coach, 
player personnel, it doesn't matter. The guy who parks the cars, it doesn't matter. If it's a chance to upgrade and get better, we're going to do it. Mike Silva. Mike Silver. Silva. Silver. Mike Silver joins us from Yahoo Sports. And, you know, he's found free reign now with his new article of, you know, the Raiders are in trouble. Uh, you know, there's trouble in the Raider Nation. Talks about Ma Mark Davis and how he's, you know, he was a shadow under his father's shadow for so many years. Well, what do you think, man? I was so optimistic a year ago when Al Davis dismissed Tom Cable, uh, promoted Hugh Jackson to head coach, and uh, seemed to say some things that indicated he was cleaning up some of the loose ends in that organization and putting his faith in a guy who had shined as offensive coordinator and has a real big personality and just seems like a natural head coach. Uh, obviously, Al Davis's passing changed a lot of things this season. Hugh Jackson tried to adjust on the fly, hearing that he is gone after a disappointing 8-8 eight and eight season, but still certainly not a ruinous one to me, is absolutely staggering. I think the Raiders uh, once again have revealed their dysfunction, and I, I think they're, they're making a really bad call here. I certainly understand that a new general manager often wants to come in and bring in his guy. That's not unique to football, and certainly it happens all the time in the NFL. In this situation, you have to understand a few things. First of all, Hugh Jackson believes that Mark Davis, Al's son, who is now the owner, uh, is the one who ultimately made this call, that he wanted his own coach, as opposed to Hugh Jackson, who was a, a real favorite of Al Davis and considered a shining star. So now Mark Davis is there. He says, I want to bring in a strong general manager to run the football side of my organization. Great sensibility. He's got smart people advising him, like the great John Madden, like Ron Wolf, the former Packers general manager. Ken Harrock also has a lot of influence, former Falcons general manager. So, what do you do when you're Mark Davis? You interview one guy, albeit a guy in Reggie McKenzie who comes highly recommended and has a, a very good uh, resume and, and is well regarded in Green Bay. But you talk to one guy, you interview him for six hours, and you say, Great, Reggie McKenzie. Here's my team. Uh, I'm presumably they talked about Hugh Jackson in that interview. At that point, either Mark Davis said I'd like him gone, or he said I don't care if you make a coaching change, which ultimately led to the same outcome. I'm sure they've already discussed who their list is of possible coaches. You hear Winston Moss's name mentioned. He was a former Raider. You hear Tom Clements, who's a, another Packer assistant, and then you hear a really intriguing guy, Darren Perry. Former Steeler defensive back. He's worked his way up the coaching ranks. Uh, I want to see what happens if Darren Perry gets this job, not only because I like him and have heard great things, but because his nickname back when he was on the Steelers was too short because he looks so much like the famous Oakland rapper Todd Shaw, a.k.a. too short, that it blew his teammates' mind. Can you imagine the coach of the Raiders coming in to be introduced, and he's a too short lookalike in the OAK, the town would go absolutely bananas. We're talking about Al Davis, the legend. No owner in the entire NFL has done close to what he's done, and here you have Al's son. Of course he's in Al's shadow. And I'm sure there were some issues, family issues. But Silva goes on to say that he felt like he was punked by everybody in the organization. Very personal attacks on Mark Davis and his staff. 
I think that, uh, and he also said something about only looking at one GM. Uh, that was a, a bad move. And, you know, before I go too long about uh, this Mike Silva knucklehead who was actually the asshole of the month, he stands in the same light as Nancy Gay and Tim Kawakami. I mean, just, a, a, you know, and Ray Fatto. All these 49er-loving, Raider-hating um, media personalities in the Bay Area. They won't give the Raiders a break if their life depended on it. We would have to win the Super Bowl for them to say, well, they won the Super Bowl, but what are they going to do now? I mean, that's the kind of mentality that these idiots have. That is absolutely unacceptable. And if Al Davis was here, Silva would be out on his ear or his ass. So be it. The Raider Nation understands. We know more than Mike Silva could ever possibly guess. And incidentally, he's probably guessing about this. As Nancy Gay and Ray Ratto and Kawakami all had cable going to prison. So, you know, these guys supposed to be so-called, so, you know, insiders. They couldn't be more inside. I think they were inside the toilets about as close as they got to the organization. That is all I have to say about that. Let's move on to the coaching search. Now, Reggie, don't be a veggie. I'm talking about all the possibilities of coaches. I mean, come on, man. I can't even believe the names that I'm hearing here. I mean, Mike Tice? Mike Tice? I mean, is anybody in the Raider Nation excited about Mike Tice? That blowhard couldn't get a team to win if his life depended on it and was fired for that reason. Who else? Let's see, another Dom Capers, a strict failure as head coach. And he's on a list of people to talk to. I just don't understand why he's even on the list. Is that the short list? Let me tell you, this short list is getting to be an incredibly long list of no names and has-beens. You know, <laughs> I'm kind of freaked out right now. So I, I I feel sometimes that now I don't want to know. I'd rather be like when Al was alive and we didn't know anything or who they were interviewing. But now that I know who we're interviewing, it 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 gives me pause to think, what the hell is he doing? I mean, is it just me? Why would you want to interview a coach of a team that defense ranked 30th in the league for a head coaching position? and has failed twice to get a team to do anything better than bad. I mean, Mike McCoy of the Bronco Hose declined an interview. Uh, Dennis Allen from Denver also is in the mix. Offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr. Um, is in the mix. Mike Tice again. Good. And Marty Morningweg. They called him Moron Wig when he was with the Lions. Horrible coach. He was like three wins for 30 losses. Crazy. 
Winston Moss is still in the mix. You know, Darren Perry is still in the mix. Joe Philbin, <laughs> which is picked up now by Miami. And offensive coordinator Tom Clemens. Now, there's rumors. There's rumors, of course, of different coaching hires, but I, I am very uneasy about these names that are coming out, Raider Nation. I'm extremely uneasy about these. You know, Mike Tice. I mean, that gives me a sick stomach just to hear it. Why is he even in the picture? Why even say his name? Is he really considered? Is Dom Capers really one of the choices? I mean, what could you gain by talking to these knuckleheads? How not to pick a losing coach, perhaps? I had a lot more faith in McKenzie. You know, I didn't think we were going to go after a Cower, uh, a maybe a Gruden, I would hope, but his name's not floating up. There is not one premier coach's name that has come to the surface since the coaching search has been involved, since it happened. Since he's starting that day. The coaching search is a joke for me so far. I'd love to give McKinsey some slack in this case, but so far for me, I'm worried, I'm concerned, and I think the ship is going south instead of north. I don't like it. If I don't see something coming out of Alameda that looks like it's something positive, I'm going to start writing some letters, folks, because I can't believe that those are the choices we have. You know, like like Tokai Radio uh, said on my forum, why don't we go back to Art Shell? At least he had a winning season when he was here umpteen years ago in the 70s. The coaching search is a joke. It makes us look like a joke. It makes McKenzie look like a bad hire. And I am sick and tired of getting beat up by my friends and neighbors. I mean, not that it matters, but come on, man. Come on. You mean to tell me that these are the names on your short list? This is, this is the type of coach that we could expect? All I can hope for is McKinsey is throwing the worst possibilities out so when he finally does hire a coach, we all go, thank God it's not those guys. And that also makes me worry. So as far as I'm concerned, McKinsey is getting a D- minus for this coaching search so far and any close to an F because I'm telling you, I'm seeing no names on there that I could possibly go for. It's making Winston Moss look like uh, Lombardi for crying out loud. And it's very disheartening to me to see that happen to our new general manager who I thought, you know, bad thought on me that he would step out first and make some great choices and say that these are the people we're trying to get and come out with Fisher. You know, you know why didn't we go after Fisher? Why didn't we go after a proven coach that can coach a team into victory? He coached teams that were horrible into playoffs. Those are the kind of coaches we want. Gruden, which didn't do a whole lot in Tampa Bay after Dungy had gone and built the team, but he sure did a lot here, and he worked very closely with Bruce Allen, and we ended up with a championship team and a great team. You know, Gruden is the face of the Raiders. He has been, and he would be again. Now, I don't know about this uh, whole Mark Davis uh, situation in the office. The other thing that I am not happy about so far is I have not heard any firings of the higher-up, you know, peeking in the keyhole underneath the bathroom stalls like, you know, Mike Taylor and John Herrera. 
Backdoor Johnny, I like to call him. I mean, here is a bunch of snakes and has-beens and Klingons that should have been cleaned out that, that week. McKenzie should have shit-canned all those guys immediately, and that has not happened. They hired, they fired the head coach that did a decent job, and from then on, I haven't heard another thing. I'm flipped out, and I'm pissed off that this team has not gone further in cleansing the bad office that he said he was going to cleanse. I don't get it. And if Mark Davis is doing the same thing his father did by saying, oh, no, you can't touch that guy. Oh, no, that guy, I like that guy. You can't fire that guy. Then we are in a hell of a lot more trouble than we had been with McKenzie not here. Hell, why don't we need McKenzie there to begin with? Mark could have done the same thing. Hired whoever he wanted and fired whoever he wanted. But I'm telling you, the GM position right now at the Raiders looks like a joke. It's a joke to me, and until I see some real solid evidence of some cleansing in that office, I refuse to believe in McKenzie. And right now, I'm doubting him greatly on all fronts, especially the coaching search. And until I see different, he's got an F grade right now because I'm pissed. I'm pissed that nothing is happening. And I'm not going to beat a dead horse here, but he fired Hugh Jackson, okay? Yes. Some of us thought he deserved to go. Some of us didn't think he deserved to go. The man was 8-8 eight and eight his first real year as a head coach. That beats the living daylights out of any other first-year head coach with the exception of Harbaugh this year. And so who are we going to get that's going to be better, that knows this team better, that can prepare this team better? I mean, Hugh Jackson didn't even have an opportunity to hire his own staff. Al did. Al hired Bresnahan. That wasn't a Hugh Jackson hire. That was an Al Davis hire. And all his assistants were Al Davis hires. So, you know what? Reggie better get it together and stop being a veggie. And I'm I'm telling you, I'm pissed. And that is all I have to say about that. Brady out of the shotgun again. Three receivers right, one left. He has Redmond to his left out of the gun. First and ten. Woodson showing blitz. Woodson comes. Here he is bearing down on Brady. Calls the football. Beacon dives on the ball. The Raiders have the ball. The Raiders take over as Charles Woodson came on a corner blitz. And he rocked his former Michigan teammate, the guy who lockered only two stalls away from him in Ann Arbor, and knocked the ball away. And Greg Beaker dives on it. And the Raiders take over at midfield. The Patriots are out of timeouts. The Raiders are 143 away from going back to the AFC Championship game. What a huge play by Charles Wilson. And and the thing about it, uh, Greg, is that I don't know that Tom Brady saw him coming. And he was coming from the, the his right side, which is not the blonde side. All of New England. All of the nation saw Woodson yeah, coming. The play is going to be reviewed, though, Greg. Oh, wow. You know, it's upstairs. Upstairs is going to review it whether it was a foul or not, I guess. Well, this, is, a, this is the replay, people. It was his arm coming forward? Well, his arm, uh, the official on the on the field said it was arms coming forward. We didn't see it. We haven't seen a replay yet. Now, the, re- the field call was there was a clean fumble. Right. Uh, hold on here. Walt Coleman, the referee, is going into the monitor booth. Here it is. Brady's back to pass. And no, no, that's a no, fumble. No, 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 that's a now, fumble. The crowd's reacting because he pumped. But yeah. he, 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 
He's, that's a fumble. That is a fumble, and Beekert recovered. They're all reacting here. They're showing it on their diamond vision here. Brady pumps. He does bring it yeah, forward, he... but that's not to pass the ball. And then I think he comes to a stop, yeah. and then Woodson hits him. This will be... This will be a fumble. The Raiders will take the ball, in my opinion, Tom. Yeah, it's not that he didn't. He stopped. He stopped his. Uh, he pumped it. He pulled. He was pulling the ball back. He was not going to throw the ball. He was pulling it back, and then and then Woodson hit him, and it came out. Now, he was not looking to. He was looking to throw the ball, but with his arm coming forward, he's pumping, and then I do believe he uh, still came to a stop. In any event. That's a clean fumble. Woodson with a tremendous hit. What a call by Chuck Bresnahan to call that corner blitz. And Woodson had him all sized up. He pounced him. Beekert hit it off his right knee. Then had to dive in the snow to come up with it before it was recovered by New England. Yeah, the, uh, the Pats are anticipating that they're uh, going to get the ball back because they sent their offense back on the field. And in my opinion, that's not a pass. He pumped the ball. Yeah. I think Walt Coleman's going to keep it. Raiders ball. This will decide the football After game. Walt the Coleman. Play, the quarterback's arm was going forward. And is an oh, 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 man. Oh, no. He's going to overturn this. Walt Coleman that. is going to overturn this. I don't believe that. Oh, man. What a call that is. We got to get a rule book out. I don't think it's enough just for the arm to be coming forward. It has to be coming forward in a passing motion. He's not looking to pass that ball. Nope. How could he look at that play and say he's passing the ball? He's completely flat-footed. He was pumping the ball, and it was almost to a stop. He was bringing it back. You're right. I don't Absolutely. believe this call is accurate. But this has just turned the whole game around. Well, as long as I'm going on a rant, why the hell... Do we have to remember the Tuck game 10 years later? Why is it such a fabulous thing to remember other than to rub the Raiders' face in the snow? I mean, I don't get it. All the winning games the Raiders have in their organization, all the games, the Heidi games, the Sea of Hands, more games that were named than any other team in the NFL, and we have to celebrate the Tuck game? That's some bullshit, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the Raiders getting pissed on every time there's some kind of crappy anniversary. What happened to the accolades of this team? What happened to the great players of this team? Don't they remember those? No. We have to remember the shitty tuck rule. I'm sick of it. Okay, now I've gone on a rant. The Oakland Raiders Mayor Nancy Kwong laid out plans for the Oakland Coliseum Consortium. It uh, looks like an Oakland Stadium Playland, actually, on paper. It's like Oakland Stadium City. It's a, it's a pretty cool little mock-up of what it could be like at the Coliseum. It's kind of cool. It's got a new stadium for the A's, a new, new uh, arena for the Warriors, and, of course, a new Coliseum for the Raiders along with shopping, plazas, transportation, lodging, restaurants. It's a great concept, and we already have six investors that are already chomping at the bit to get this thing going. 
What I'm wondering is, why is Mark Davis missing in action? I've heard no endorsements of the plan. The very least the Raiders could say is, well, we'd love to stay in Oakland. If we could get this plan done, then uh, we'd like to stay here, and it looks pretty good. But all we're hearing from the Raiders is crickets. Yet another reason I will tell you I am positive that the Raiders are moving to Los Angeles and thus saving this Raider fan thousands of dollars a year. Thanks, Mark Davis. Thank you for moving my team. I'm sure you're gonna. I wish you'd be honest with the fans and tell them because the signs are all there for all of us to see that you have absolutely no intention of keeping this team here. And I will tell you this without a doubt. When you leave, you will leave all the fans here, here. That's what I'm saying. And that is all I have to say about that rant. your coat and snatch your hat leave your worries on the doorstep just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street i can't you hear that bitter pat and that happy tune is your step life can be so sweet on the sunny side of the street. And the only positive news I have today is John Condo has been selected for the Pro Bowl. That's a pretty cool thing when both of our kickers are there at the Pro Bowl. At least they'll be getting the snaps from a familiar ass. <laughs> I think that's funny. Well, Raider Nation, this is normally the time I would do the bone line, but guess what? We don't have any. Uh, there's no news, so I don't expect a bunch of people to be calling in here and ranting about nothing because nothing is happening. So we're going to skip the bone line for this week, and hopefully there'll be some kind of positive news that comes out about our team and not a bunch of bullshit. I, like you, are waiting for something, so let's wait together, shall we? I am Raider Greg, and I am out. I used to walk in the shade With those blues on parade But I'm not afraid Cause the rover, he got over If I never had a cent I'd be rich as Rockefeller All those chicks round my feet On the sunny Side of the street